You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPEL965.com. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Susan Lee, and this is the Fox Business Report. Adobe and web design company Figma are calling off their merger because of opposition from regulators in the UK and European Union. Adobe will be required to pay Figma a breakup fee of a billion dollars in cash. U.S. Steel has been sold to Nippon, Japan's largest steel producer. It's paying $55 a share, $14.1 billion, and will assume U.S. Steel's debt. U.S. Steel will keep its name, brand, and headquarters in Pittsburgh. For years after Goldman Sachs credit card was launched with Apple, Goldman is looking to sell the business. Reuters says among those mentioned as possibly taking over the Apple credit card, Synchrony Financial, Citigroup, or Capital One. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. Invested in you. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before... News Talk 96.5 KPL, Bro Bridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios, online at MatthewJames.com. It was an accident. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's police in Wilmington, Delaware, just said, about the driver who rammed into a Secret Service SUV last night as President Biden was about to leave. And he really reacted like any other onlooker would to the sound of a crash, but the president was then quickly ushered into the safety of his vehicle where the First Lady was already seated inside. Neither were injured. Fox's Alexandria Hoff, police say the 46-year-old man who crashed into the SUV is charged with drunk and inattentive driving. That crash just happened after President Biden told reporters polls showing him trailing former President Trump are wrong. But Fox's Brooke Singman reports. Former President Barack Obama is reportedly worried about his former vice president's chances for re-election in 2024. A person familiar with Obama's thinking telling the Wall Street Journal, quote, Obama knows this is going to be a close race, the source said, and feels that Democrats very well could lose. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is in Israel expected to urge them to scale back the war in Gaza amid international worry about Palestine. Palestinian civilians. Fox's Trey Yingst is in Tel Aviv. We are outside Israel's defense ministry in Tel Aviv where the families of hostages have gathered to call once again for their release. Over the weekend, Israeli forces discovering a new tunnel in the northern part of the Gaza Strip. It spans for more than two miles and goes 150 feet underground. And let's turn into a daily thing. Iran-backed militants fired projectiles at another commercial ship in the Red Sea, prompting this. BP is one of the world's top 10 oil companies, and it says the situation near Yemen is just too dangerous. Houthi rebels who support Hamas are using drones and rockets to target ships they claim are traveling to Israel. According to BP, the deteriorating security situation means it has to temporarily suspend oil shipments in the Bab al-Mandab Strait, which leads to the Red Sea. That's Jonathan 
Jonathan Savage. America's listening to Fox News. Everybody needs an edge. The other guy is working on his edge right now, whether you have one or not. Testosterone levels are at an all-time low historically, and individual T-levels in men decline 1% every year with age. There's a new champion of natural testosterone boosters, and it's called CHOC, C-H-O-Q. 100% natural herbal extracts with game-changing effects on your energy, mood, and focus. Chalk Daily's main ingredient has been clinically studied to boost testosterone 20% in 90 days. Supercharge your masculinity with higher T and a massive boost of energy by taking Chalk's male vitality stack every day. Take the 90-day Chalk Challenge and reap the benefits of the reigning champion of natural men's health with Chalk's male vitality stack. For a very limited time only, Chalk, C-H-O-Q, is giving our listeners a 30% discount with promo code USA. That's choq.com code USA for 30%. The Joe Cunningham Show has a new start time. That's right. Hey, everybody, it's me, Joe Cunningham, and I want you to join me every weekday at 5 p.m. here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. All of the news and analysis that's important to you right here in Acadiana, be it local, state, or national, going to have that for you during your evening drive every day from 5 to 6 p.m. The Joe Cunningham Show right here on News Talk 96.5 K. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at AARP.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Bikers Against Child Abuse empowers children to not feel afraid of the world in which they live. For more information, visit BACAWorld.org. Our helpline is 866-885-9474. Baca, breaking the chains of abuse. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Louisiana. This is the Moon Graffon Show. Moon is out. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon. He should be back tomorrow. He just wanted y'all to know, bit of a family emergency. He's getting stuff taken care of today. He's aiming to be back tomorrow, but really taking it one day at a time. Uh, personally, I would, you know, you guys say a prayer for Moon and his family. Uh, nothing, nothing too terrible going on. Just a, a family emergency he's having to take care of. So uh, leave, put put Moon's family in your prayers. He's hoping to be back tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, this is Joe Cunningham uh, filling in for Moon today across the state 9 to 11 and locally 11 to 12. 
Uh, for those of you who don't know, I have a show in the afternoons, 5 o'clock, here at Moon's, uh, Moon's Central Command, KPL 96.5, here in Lafayette. Uh, I you know get here every day. I'm usually uh, trash-talking Moon in between his segments. So if he ever comes back flustered or he comes back laughing, chances are I've, I've said something horribly offensive to him to try to throw him off before he gets back on the air. Anyway... 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation here on the Moon Graffon Show. So let's talk about the border. The Democrats are losing their minds. Um, they are not happy about the fact that Senate Democrats and Senate Republicans may be coming to an agreement on some border policies to try to get Ukraine aid passed. And uh, a lot of the progressives, especially on the House side, are uh, just losing their minds over it. Here uh, on MSNBC is... Uh, Democrat Representative Jasmine Crockett. I'm very concerned because the Republicans have never gotten immigration right. That's just the fact of it. Um, there's not very much that the Republicans get right in general. And so to basically say that issues of national security as it relates to how we're going to take care of our allies should be tied to this mangled immigration process is absolutely insane. I mean, when you look at somebody like Greg Abbott, my governor, and his solution, his solution is to basically say, hey, we're going to kill people that are trying to come in. Like, that's not a solution. Like, the Republicans don't have the solutions. They want to continue to defund the aid that is going not the aid, but they're continuing to defund um, border security. Well, I mean, who's going to sign up for this job and you're not paying worth anything? Okay, so that's Jasmine Crockett, representative from Texas, a Democrat. Uh, here is Pramila, uh, Pramila Jayapal. Uh, when asked by a CNN reporter how much backlash would Biden get from the left if he agreed to border security? How much backlash would he get from the left if he does agree to these changes? He's going to there's going to be a lot. We have to put together a coalition that is the same coalition we delivered in 2020 for him to win the White House, for us to win the Senate and for us to take back the House. Mm -hmm. And that coalition involves a lot of young voters. It involves a lot of immigrant voters and involves a lot of folks of color. Okay, and now here is Representative Debbie Dingell, a Democrat in the House who is uh Asked about her response uh, when uh, people say that the border is broken under Joe Biden. What is your response when he says that the, the border is broken under President Biden? Border's been broken. It was broken under Donald Trump as well. Our immigration reform, we have needed comprehensive immigration reform for decades. Let me also say, you've got small businesses clamoring for people. We've got caregiving, which is in desperate shape. And we need to bring some of these people need to be immigrants. But we don't want illegals. We don't want other people coming in. We don't want drugs coming across our border we need a balanced comprehensive immigration policy okay and then finally here is democrat representative becca balant talking about uh, house speaker mike johnson of louisiana so we've got this situation here where uh speaker johnson is not somebody who has seriousness of purpose he doesn't understand the stakes when you pull out forty thousand feet you see someone that is essentially doing putin's bidding right to fund the border is to do Vladimir Putin's bidding. 
that is that's the argument from uh this this Becca Bale I don't even know who Becca Balin is where where she oh from Vermont uh, makes sense obviously so this is the democratic uh the progressives in the house this is their talking point right now uh Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell are working together to try to get some sort of balanced effort on uh funding Ukraine and funding the border and you can tell Chuck Schumer is caving on this and you can tell that Mitch McConnell actually sees a winning issue on it because Mitch McConnell doesn't care about immigration reform and funding the border and things like that. He's actively opposed any serious conservative effort to do so. But he apparently sees a winning issue here, which is why he's pushing in and why Chuck Schumer is caving. Because to the Democrats, funding Ukraine is more important than anything else right now. They're still bitter because they really and truly believe that Vladimir Putin stole the 2026, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, the 2016 election for uh, Donald Trump. They think that Vladimir Putin helped Donald Trump steal the 2016 election. Now, now, if you say that 2020 was stolen, the Democrats will say that you're being treasonous, but they still believe that Russia stole the 2016 election away from Hillary Clinton and gave it to Donald Trump. That's, that's their mindset on all this. They're bitter at Vladimir Putin, so they want to do everything they can to stop Vladimir Putin. Here's the thing. Here, here's my longstanding theory on the Ukraine war. The Democrats don't actually care about Ukraine. The Democrats in the foreign policy establishment of Washington, D.C., all they want to do is cause Vladimir Putin to expend all of his resources fighting a war he can't win. Now, eventually, yes, Russia probably does have the manpower to take over whatever part of Ukraine they actually want. But everybody thought that Russia's military would get it done quickly. Turns out Russia's military is actually pretty much a paper tiger. And so they weren't able to get done very quickly what they were supposed to have gotten done. So the foreign policy establishment saw a weakness. So the foreign policy establishment in Washington, D.C. said, throw all the money at Ukraine. Make Vladimir Putin spend himself into oblivion on this. Kind of ironic that they wouldn't see this as us spending ourselves into oblivion. But anyway, and the Democrats are like, well, we hate Vladimir Putin because he stole the election for Trump in 2016. Let's let's go screw him over. And of course, a lot of Republicans, a lot of the neoconservative types, the, the hawkish types, they also want to stop Putin because they are worried about a very real chance at the rise of another USSR type situation in Eastern Europe. So that's all that they are pushing for. The progressives, meanwhile, don't like the idea of, of border funding. And it's, it's, uh, it's Jamila, it's, 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 I'm sorry, Pramila Jayapal, who really gives away the game here. Let me play her clip again. He's gonna, there's gonna be a lot. We have to put together a coalition that is the same coalition we delivered in 2020 for him to win the White House, for us to win the Senate, and for us to take back the House. Mm-hmm. And that coalition involves a lot of young voters. It involves a lot of immigrant voters. There it is. There's the key. In order to win in 2024, they need young voters and they need immigrant voters. They want to get as many people. They, when they say comprehensive immigration reform, what they mean is that pathway to citizenship, but not just any, like the normal pathway to citizenship we have already. Somebody called my show uh, last week and said, we already have a pathway to citizenship. And you're absolutely right. We do have a pathway to citizenship. We've had one 
It is the normal immigration process, but the normal immigration process cannot go on when you have 12,000 people a day flooding the border. And then there's also this, which Fox News was reporting on last week. The Mexican military seized 10 improvised explosive devices at the southern border of the United States. A source inside of Customs and Border Patrol told Fox Business that officials are concerned about increased violence from warring gangs along the previously peaceful portions of the border. A gunfight broke out between gangs laying claim to a gap in the border fence that is frequently used to smuggle drugs into the U.S. And these progressives, every every progressive I played a clip from just a little while ago, every one of them thinks this isn't a problem. That the problem isn't that we need more border security, that we, the problem isn't that we need a wall. The problem is that we're not being nice to the people getting here illegally. Now, when it comes to immigration, I'm more on the squish side than, than probably most of y'all listening. But there's a, it's a fundamental fact that you cannot ensure national security if you have an open and porous border. You can make the immigration system easier for people coming in, but you can't do that when the system is being overrun by hundreds of thousands and millions of people a year. And that's what the Democrats are like. That's what Joe Biden has allowed to happen since he took office. The people who have looked to the United States and said, we're going to go there, they did so in droves because they saw the Biden campaign as an invitation to come across. And when Joe Biden won, they absolutely launched themselves at the border. And as a result, the border's been overrun. And you have foreign nationals, not Hispanic, but Chinese nationals. You have people from who are on the terror watch list from the Middle East trying to sneak in as well. When you have federal agencies saying, yeah, we caught somebody on the terror watch list at the border trying to sneak across, that's when you should shut everything down and say, okay, whoa, we got a problem. But they, the Biden administration didn't do that. Instead, what they did was they called for a comprehensive reform, the same buzzwords they've always said, and nothing got done. And then they blamed the Republicans for nothing getting done. And the Republicans said, do you see the national security risk here? And the Democrats refused to do anything about it. It's crazy that this is a conversation that we have to have. It is absolutely mind-numbing that this is a conversation that we have to have right now. The world is on fire. Russia is still invading Ukraine. There's a war going on between Israel and Hamas. You have terror groups that are launching drones at U.S. ships off the coast of Yemen. You have Venezuela about to attack a neighbor in order to get a hold of some oil because Venezuela turns out is broke when their inflation is at like 12,000%. And this whole time through, the whole way through, the Biden administration doesn't see that their idea of a national security threat is parents who want school choice. People who are openly Christian and practice their faith openly. That's the national security threat to the Biden administration. This is ridiculous. Something 
has to change. This can't go on. Something has to change. All right, this is Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Grafon. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. More, of course, your calls, 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Wealth and Tax Management Hotline. Back in just a moment here on the Moon Grafon Show. you spend your money in retirement what comes to mind probably travel sunny beaches and spoiling your grandchildren but a recent survey found that over 30 percent of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes baby boomers were told for years to save money in their iras and 401ks and pay taxes later well now that day has arrived and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to uncle sam john blanchett and the matthew james financial group can help what if you could Protect all mostly retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at MatthewJames.com. Com. You know, folks, the real estate market is, is people out there talking about it and they're saying it's up and down. They don't know what's going on. Let me just tell you, Nicole Spellman Group, they don't really pay attention to all that. What they pay attention to is your house, the details of selling your home. That separates them from everybody else, okay? They got to, people look at the market and worry about the market. They look at your house and say, how do I help sell your home? Now, that's professionalism. That's what professionals do. That's what people that have confidence in knowing what they're doing will work for you. You know, that's why the Nicole Spellman Group is the number one team serving the entire state of Louisiana. Nicole and the team, they sell hundreds of homes a year. Yet, when you list with Nicole, you feel like you're the only client. Think about that. They take you as the most important client. Everybody to them is the most important client. That's big. That's professional. If I was going to sell my home today, the only agent I would call if I need to sell my home is Nicole Spellman Group. Go online, NicoleSpellmanGroup.com or just Google Nicole Spellman Group. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in Moon out today. He uh, should be back tomorrow. If not, uh, we'll keep you guys updated. Um, but the show will go on. Moon's plan is to be back tomorrow and be in through Thursday before he takes off for uh, for the Christmas holiday. Um, going back to the border. Uh, this this is is pretty important stuff. Um, this this is the fundamental thing. The Democrats want to protect Ukraine. Really, again, my theory is they just want to screw Vladimir Putin over. They don't actually give. Uh, they, they, they really don't care. I'm trying to keep myself from using too much bad language. They, they don't really care about Ukraine uh, so much as they want to uh, give the finger to Vladimir Putin. Uh, but they pretend that this is a, a, a national security issue, whether or not Vladimir Putin can take control of Ukraine. It actually is. Um, from from just a, a national perspective, uh, knowing what's going on in the world, what our geopolitical foes are doing. But the Republicans are not wrong in wanting some accountability for where the money is going. I think that's what's really important here. 
it's impossible. It's impossible to be able to protect yourself if your geopolitical foes like Russia, like China, like Iran are allowed to expand and grow and are not being checked at all, not even being monitored really. But it's a far more immediate national security issue to check what's going on at the border, which is what they're not doing. The Democrats don't care about the border because they see the the border as a chance to get more votes. They see a bunch of people come in, a bunch of immigrants come in. Let's just find a way to naturalize. Let's just find a way to make them all citizens right now. That way they can vote in American elections. And because we did that, we'll get the votes. That's the Democrat line of thought. Except what they're actually doing is they're hurting themselves with Hispanic voters. There's a ton of polling data out there. That shows that Hispanic voters are moving away from the Democrats because the Democrats are allowing a bunch of people to jump the line. And all those Hispanic families who were here and who have been here for a generation or two or three, they're starting to get really upset because they went through the whole process. And the Democrats are now out there saying, hey, y'all just come on over. We'll give you citizenship. It's it's no big deal. It was a big deal to these families that came here have been here for a generation or two or three. And they're starting to drift away from the Democrats. That and the the fact is the Democrats have taken this super woke track. And so the LGBT stuff, other stuff, they they, they attack uh, people who are religious minded. That hurts them with Hispanic voters because Hispanic voters are largely Christian, largely Catholic, but largely Christian overall. And it's causing some major problems with Hispanic voters who are already in the country. They're moving away from the Democrats. They're moving to the Republicans. This is what happens when you go super woke and you start playing identity politics, which is what the Democrats are contending with right now. You you go the, the super woke identity politics route. What you end up with are a bunch of dissatisfied identities. People that you've pissed off because you've been favoring one group over another and you keep doing that thinking, We'll just treat generally everybody the same way. If you're a Hispanic, you're, you're, you obviously believe this and you obviously want easier immigration, all this stuff. You're going to be with us the whole time. And that's not really the case. That's not really what's going on. So it's hurting Democrats in major ways. All right, we're going to go ahead and take this break, get us to uh, the bottom of the hour. When we come back, my buddy Brandon Morse from redstate.com, where I also write. Brandon's going to be joining us. We're going to be talking about the wokes, what's going on at Disney, what's going on with these woke companies all across the country, and and how going super woke has hurt. It's not just hurting the Democratic Party. It's hurting some corporations, too. We'll talk about that and more here on the Moon Graffon Show. Back in a moment. mention my good friends at Schumacher Homes. Look, I've been telling you about them for a long, long time. Schumacher Homes is now has a big deal for you. Fixed financing offered and available. Thanks to the limited time offer, you can lock in 5.875% fixed rate for 30 years. No better time than today to start building your dream home. And that's what Schumacher Homes do. 
They build your dream home. Your dream home, not theirs, yours. Call them and visit SchumacherHomes.com, SchumacherHomes.com. Schumacher Homes has been successfully crafting affordable custom homes for over three decades. Three decades and a commitment to ensuring a pleasant, straightforward, stress-free home building experience is the key. They start you at the beginning and they walk through the process till your home is a dream home, your dream home. Contact them today, either by phone or going to SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com, schedule your free, no obligation design and pricing meeting. Do it up front. They want to tell you everything up front. Schumacher Homes, SchumacherHomes.com, SchumacherHomes.com. There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. This is Jeff Landry. Sharon, JT, and I wish you and your family a very safe and Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Anyway, folks, this, mo- this hour of the Moon Griffon Show brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show here on uh, across the state of Louisiana. Sorry, uh, got distracted there for a sec. Somebody was sending me a message. Uh, it is the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in. Moon uh, hoping to be back tomorrow. Again, keep his family in your prayers. Uh, little family emergency over the weekend. Uh, but anyway, joining me uh, in a matter of moments, my buddy from RedState.com. He's a senior editor with me over there, Brandon Morse who has done a lot of of writing uh, over the years on this woke movement that has been taking hold across the country. And it's not just the Democrat Party. It's uh, a lot of a lot of big businesses, a lot of corporations. See, what happens is the left has not only tried to infiltrate and take over certain aspects of government, the left is also working its way into the C-suites, into the big boards of a lot of major companies. And as a result of this, what we end up with is um, what we end up with is, is this a lot of messaging, a lot of social messaging that uh, that that comes through. And so uh, uh, Bob Iger, who's in charge of Disney right now, Bob Iger uh, is now saying Disney should resort, should go back to their first mission being entertainment rather than messaging. 
Well, it's kind of late for that. I mean, the 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 one of the biggest uh, movie genres right now is the comic book hero movie genre, and a lot of what we see right now was pioneered by what Disney did through its Marvel Studios. But now, because of that, because of what Disney has done in its messaging, uh, uh, Captain Marvel and now the newest one, The Marvels, have both been terrible movies. They've, they've scored uh, horribly. And, and the leftist activists out there are saying it, it's just, it, it's, it's, men, it's white men, it's conservatives. They're the ones who are ruining these movies, giving them bad reviews. It's sexism. It, it's all this built-in systemic stuff. And the problem is, the problem is, uh, we don't, people don't want to go see. It's not just conservative men withholding their money to support these movies. It's a bunch of people. The people who are supposed to be taking part in this. The people who are supposed to be going and watching these movies, the people who have been fans of a bunch of the other movies, have decided they're not going to do it anymore. It, it's 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 pretty obvious what's going on here. It's it's pretty obvious that the the crowds just aren't into it when the the sole purpose of some of these movies, some of these shows is messaging rather than entertainment, which is what Bob Iger was talking about. But again, Bob Iger has largely been the cause for a lot of what's going on at Disney. Now he's trying to walk a lot of it back. So that's where we are, and that's why I want to have uh, my buddy Brandon Morris from Red State, senior editor, with me over there. Brandon, how are you? Not bad. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, glad to have you on. You've been following woke culture and its attempts to ruin multimedia at every step of the way. Uh, I just got yeah. done talking about Disney and, and, and again, Bob Iger's comments from not too long ago about getting back to entertaining rather than messaging. But Disney has been hit pretty badly with a lot uh, in, in backlash to the, the, the messaging stuff. I mean, where, where kind of is Disney right now in all this? Well, that's an interesting question. I think that they're trying to do one of two things right now. Uh, either they really are trying to turn things around by getting back to storytelling, or this is just a story that they're telling us in order to fend off what is currently happening with their board. Uh, Nelson Peltz, uh, who leads up Trian Management, mm -hmm. uh, is trying to win seats to Disney's board in order to turn that company around. Now, that's what Trian Management is known for. They go into failing companies, and they develop a plan, and hopefully the, you know, the plan that they'll – the CEO will work with and the, the board will go along with. And if they refuse, uh, they will do what's necessary to secure board seats in order to effectively sway the company by force. So what could be happening right now is that Bob Iger is saying all this stuff about storytelling and messaging, no more messaging and all that stuff in order to win over um, the stockholders in order to give them confidence, more confidence in Bob Iger and the current board so that they can continue to do what they want. So it's it's unclear at the moment what Iger is up to. Uh, we'll see soon for sure, one way or another. But my money is that uh, I think Nelson Peltz is probably going to have his boys on the board soon mm -hmm. so that we'll see something of a turnaround at Disney. 
Um, but the, the sad thing is, is that it shouldn't have gotten to this point at all. Uh, I think that the fans have been pretty clear, not just verbally online and stuff like that, but with their wallets, that what they're doing at Disney with this messaging and this hyper-politicization and this, this woke feminism and all this stuff just is not working. It's not working at all. No one wants this. And, and yet they continue to push it. But you know what? I mean... I guess they're going to want to learn the hard way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you're you're a father, you you relatively new father. You you're kind of as a parent navigating your way through a lot of this just like the rest of us parents. I mean, just as far as family entertainment goes, where are the alternatives to Disney because the more they keep pushing this type of stuff, I mean, the, one of the best things that Disney did for itself was picking up Bluey out of Australia because that's not a woke show. For the most part, that that's a, right. a wholesome show that I actually think is geared toward parents. They just make it to where it's attractive to kids because of some of the parental messaging there. But that's a different conversation. Uh, but yeah. other, than, other than that, a lot of a, a lot of the entertainment that Disney has been putting out there, a lot of the supposed family entertainment has been more about preaching than about entertainment, uh, entertaining. What, what are the alternatives for parents? Well, I mean, you know, there's always there's always other venues to go to. I know that the Daily Wire has released their own children's programming, uh, if you want to subscribe to that. Um, but really, it kind of boils down to, you know, exploring as a parent yourself the different kinds of media that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to sound very surprising for many people. But I'm a huge proponent of Japanese anime. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they have done very well when it comes to storytelling and keeping politics out of things. Um, and I've noticed as I've explored it more and more that there's quite a few uh, shows out there, even movies, that are geared toward children to teach them. There's this one uh, show in particular called Dr. Stone, uh-huh. which is a science show wrapped in an anime. I mean, the, the stuff that they teach kids there about, you know, basics of reaction and metals and stuff like that is very interesting. It almost kind of reminds me of like the 90s era science shows, but with a story and a plot behind it. So, you know, there's, there's these things out there that can be seen if you're willing to go and explore them. But the thing that I have to tell parents and I mean, encourage them most more than anything is get involved in what your kid is watching. Explore and go, go ahead of them like a scout. Mm-hmm. and see what's out there and whether or not you like it. You're likely to find some gems out there if you just kind of go outside the boundaries of what the mainstream presents to you. There's all sorts of options out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I mean, like, you could always go to the realm of video games as well. Video games have a plethora of educational content out there that is superb for, you know, especially when it comes to boys who love to learn by interacting, mm-hmm. um, you know, to teach kids all sorts of great stuff. So it doesn't just boil down to TV. Now, you and I, obviously, younger generation than than a lot of the folks who for years have been saying we need to avoid a lot of the media, we need to avoid the video games and stuff like that. But I, I, I tend to agree with you that there there's a lot to, to be said for learning through interaction and just learning to interact with media in, in a fairly safe way. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm raising kids. Yeah. I'm trying to find the balance, uh, particularly with my 11 year old, because she is so much older than my six year old. My six year old is uh, very hyperactive, very into a lot of different things all at once. But my 11 year old can sit down and, and stare at a screen or, or play video games for a while trying to find that balance. But we, we've hit like, 
I just introduced my kid to the Hogwarts game, the one that all the, the wokes hated because J.K. Rowling is all of a sudden an anti-trans bigot and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think that that there is a, a safe way to introduce that sort of media to kids, and it, it's not inherently dangerous. It, a lot of it, to me, comes from the, the lack of parental involvement. Like, a lot of the... Uh, this again, if this is some of you, I'm, I apologize to the audience, but there's a lot of people who complain about video games ruining kids who weren't helicoptery enough with their own kids. And, and so there is kind of a disconnect between I didn't you know, I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to what my kid did. And these kids are spending too much time on video games, not enough time on anything else. Like should there should be a level of parenting that comes in. Right, yeah. Moderation in all things is key here. And the same thing goes with video games. A lot of parents complain that, you know, well, the video games, they're so addictive. Well, you know what? I mean, anything can be addictive. The TV can be addictive if you let it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just practice. Do, it your, you know, do your due diligence as a parent and make sure that they do not over, overindulge in a video game or a television show. You know, still, there's no, there's no replacement for outside. Yeah. You know, playing outside and exploring and stuff like that. What I think we need to do as a as a country mm-hmm. is kind of go back to the idea that a kid being solo by himself or with his friends, you know, down a couple blocks or like walking by themselves to the grocery store to buy some candy or something like that is something we need to renormalize because we completely got away from it. I mean, like it, we, we've entered a territory in our country where it's like, you know, I've, I've wrote stories about CPS being called on parents because their kids were playing unsupervised on their own front lawn. Yeah. That's where we are. And that has to go. I mean, that's not conducive for a good childhood. And people wonder why, you know, they're so addicted to electronics. Well, it's like, that's all that we've given the kids lately to do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, you know, I think we need to get to a point where a neighborhood can agree, hey, you know, we see our kids walking around by themselves, they're fine. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we don't need to, to panic or anything like that. If we, you know, if you want to introduce your child to video games, sure, great, do so. Make sure that they're good video games. You know, explore them first for yourself before you hand them over. And make sure you practice moderation just like you would with the television. Yeah. Moderation in all things and get your kid outside. Yeah. That's, it's that simple, really. You All know, right, that's let's, what kids... Brandon, let's take a break. I want to get I want to get some more of your thoughts on this and some of the other woke stuff going on. We got to take this break. Brandon Moore, senior editor at Red State, joining me on the line. We'll be back in just a moment. From the humbling beginning, Dino Hardwoods has strived to provide superior service and quality products for their customers. Hey, I know Charles Altman. He does a great job. If you're looking for lumber... Dino Hardwood stocks a large selection of domestic and import hardwood lumber in Cypress. You ought to see that stuff. Exotic lumber, they got that as well. Trust in Dino Hardwoods when it comes to your exotic lumber needs right now. Molding, plywood, paint, and L products, they are ready for you. They got three great locations. Their corporate office is right here at Broussard, Louisiana. There's an office in Shreveport on 2801 Valley View Drive and one in Tyler, Texas, 12492 Highway 155 North. Hey, if you're looking for something different and something new and somebody who will service you, it's Dino Hardwoods. I'm telling you, don't forget Dino Hardwoods. DinoHardwoods.com. DinoHardwoods.com. Great locations. They can service you. They can deliver. DinoHardwoods.com. Check out this great Louisiana company. Folks, if you get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill. 
and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill, and that salsa and that queso is all so good. And all you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home, and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Highland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, hey, check them out. If you're headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. Chest up. The entire world watched. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And humanity saw that the sky was not the limit. Achievement. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Dear John, uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. But when I quit, you quit. Sincerely. Your heart. To get your high blood pressure to a healthy range, visit heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show here Across the state of Louisiana, Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Griffon. He is out. He will be back hopefully tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, I'm filling in. I uh, got my buddy Brandon Morse, uh, senior editor at redstate.com. Uh, like me over at Red State, we've both been there for several years. Uh, and just kind of talking off the air, and it, it kind of feeds into uh, it, it kind of feeds into what we we have been talking about is just that the whole family life and everything. Like I I know your kid, you're, you're going through the same thing everybody else is going through. Your, your kid's bringing home plague after plague. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's well, because we're, we're kind of going through the same thing right now. Like, I'm, I'm uh, cough drop one after the other because I'm pretty sure one of my kids got me sick too. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's the whole, it, it's the part about being, uh, it, it's, it's so important to be so family oriented being with your, like if you're not getting sick from your kids, you're not spending enough time with your kids. And I think that's part of culturally something we've got to get back to is starting to be more focused on the family. A lot of the modern era has moved away from that traditional family. I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm, I'm talking about wife at home with the kids making the house and the the man at, at, you know, working and providing for the family or anything like that, but just, the basic idea that your kids need your parents there and, and a lot of culture, a lot of the entertainment, the media that we're talking about that has a lot of this woke messaging and everything has really kind of pulled away from that. And I, I know that you've argued a lot that uh, conservatives really have to take a more active role in culture. Yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely. It is one of the most important battlefields. It's not the most important battlefield. Uh, in America right now, because I mean, Andrew Breitbart said this, and it's and it's just it has been uh, completely undefeated since. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, politics is downstream of culture. Everything that well, I should I should say the vast majority of America mm-hmm. makes up their mind about their political stances because they saw something in the culture before they saw something on the political realm. Um, I did an article 
uh, earlier this year uh, about a study, mm-hmm. and it was very, very interesting, a very interesting study that showed that the vast majority of Americans, you know, they make up their minds because they watched something that had nothing to do with politics, absolutely nothing to do with politics. It was usually something that had to do with entertainment or even beauty blogging or something like that. Um, they saw something on one of those things that caused them to make up their minds about a political stance. Yeah. Um, not to say that they, you know, these, these other things were trying actively to push politics, but it just goes to show you that it, how, how infectious our culture can be on the human mind. Mm-hmm. So whenever we conservatives say, oh, well, you know, we don't have to worry about Hollywood or we don't have to worry about video games or who cares about comic books and yada, yada, yada. You know, uh, anything down to like, oh, who cares about, you know, Magic the Gathering playing cards, you know. Uh, they, the, the, while, while conservatives might not be caring about that, the mm-hmm. left does. And the left has been causing people to change their minds and drift toward their way of thinking for decades now. Yeah. Decades. And it has, I mean, you can see how, how much the youth kind of steers toward the left because the left owns the culture. The, the mm-hmm. conservatives are, I mean, they're getting better about it now, thank God, but conservatives have done next to nothing to stop this. And they have such a huge head start on us, and it shows. Look at the youth. The youth believes pretty much anything the left says by a vast majority. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they are consumed by culture at all times. They're always looking at the new artist, the new video game, the new movie. Yeah. All right? They are deep in the culture, and, and the left is there to catch them and to mold them and to convince them. And the, le- or the right has been turning its nose up at it for way, way, way too long. Mm-hmm. And then we wonder why we lose sometimes, you know, especially you lose the youth. Yeah. That we think that they're, they're going to grow up and they're going to become conservative. Well, that's, that's not always the case. 50% of the nation is not becoming conservative. And, and it's, so, not about, it's not about counter-programming, I think, from the right uh, so much as is right. just pro- pro- providing good entertainment. I mean... The most successful, right. uh, the most successful movies this year. I mean, you had the Super Mario Brothers movie, you had uh, Barbie. None of these were super messagey pieces of entertainment. They were just entertainment. And if the right could right. start doing that more and more, I, I think that would be a great step in. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And that's the one thing we need to remember. We we don't want to make the mistake of making message first storytelling like the left is doing right now. That's mm-hmm. where they're tripping up really badly. Yeah. They they've gotten so used to being on top that they feel like they can do anything, including propagandize mm-hmm. directly. Um, the last thing conservatives need to do is start making the same mistake. We don't need to have you know super conservative messaging out front and center in everything that we make. No, just tell a good story. Tell a good story and let your values bleed through in the story naturally. All right? That's how you make a point. And I always say this. You know, whenever Jesus wanted to make a point, he told a story. Mm-hmm. He told an interesting story. You know? And, and that's something that we as conservatives have completely, like, overlooked. Like, you know, we're, <laughs> we're telling stories to get a point across is, is a, an age-old thing. Yeah. Um, that our God did. So, you know... Let let your let your values come through naturally. Let just tell just tell a really interesting story with interesting characters, you know, and, and without even trying, your own ideals will bleed through into the story and uh, you know, the human mind will ca- pick up on it and be like, oh, that's a really good point. 
So that's what we need to do. We need to focus on the arts. We need to focus on the culture. Mm -hmm. We need to start encouraging people who want to write, who want to act, who want to, you know, program to get out there and do it. You know, that's, that's really what it starts with. You don't necessarily have to just, you know, go out there and start instantly engaging in the culture. Mm -hmm. Someone, you know, wants to do it, encourage them to do it, be behind them 100%. Absolutely. Brandon Morse, redstate.com. Now, Brandon, before we go, because I do have to hit the, the, the theme song like right now, but before we go, you write a lot at Red State, but in particular, you write some fantastic VIP columns. And I know that if anybody is interested and wants to go and read a lot of your great content, you have a promo code that you can use in order for them to get a discount at Red State. What is that promo code? It's 2024. All right. Brandon Moore, senior editor at redstate.com. Brandon, thank you very much for joining me this morning. Thanks for having me, Joe. All right, have a good one. We're going to take a break. We will be back here on the Moon Graffon Show. Scott McKay at the Hayride joining us next across the state of Louisiana. In the meantime, we're going to take this, as Rush would call it, obscene profit timeout back in just a moment here on the Moon Graffon Show. show that's not immune to facts the dan bongino show here on news talk 96.5 kpel news talk 96.5 kpel brobridge lafayette a town square media station broadcasting from the matthew james financial studio israel defends its war against hamas i'm dave anthony fox news we operate according to international law. And Israel's Defense Secretary Yoav Gallant says they must take a stand and defeat Hamas after the October terror attack, and they vow to minimize the harm to civilian population. Standing next to him, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who just said, We will continue to stand up for Israel's bedrock right to defend itself. And we will also continue to urge the protection of civilians during conflict and to increase the flow of humanitarian aid into Gaza. This amid international demands for a ceasefire with nearly 19,000 Palestinians killed. Police in Wilmington, Delaware, say it was an accident when a driver rammed into a Secret Service SUV last night in near where President Biden was. Nobody was injured. That driver has been charged with drunk and inattentive driving. The system moving up the East Coast. Nearly hurricane-force wind gusts has grounded all planes at Boston's Logan Airport in the past hour. More than 400 flights canceled in all, mostly to and from Boston and New York. 1,500 more delayed as the rain also pours down. From D.C. up the 95 corridor, we've got a lot of people under alerts from this storm. More than 42 million Americans under flood alerts, almost 50 million under wind alerts. And unfortunately, we're already seeing some of the damage because of it. The wind likely snapping trees, leading to outages. That's Fox Weathers, Katie Byrne in Boston. The Catholic Church is making another policy change. Pope Francis has formally approved a rule allowing priests to give same-sex couples their blessing. The Pope saying nobody should be subject to what he calls an exhaustive moral analysis. In this new document, he states couples shouldn't use wedding-like clothing or gestures when these blessings are received. That's Fox's Jonathan Savage. America's listening to Fox News. 
So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For many families, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the member satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. MediShare is a proven thing, too, for over 30 years. It's a Christian community of more than 400,000 members. And here's the thing. If you join before December 30th and you mention the promo code SHARE, you'll get another 10% off all of 2024. That's 12 months of savings. So I'll give you the number here in a second, but call. You'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is December 30th. So call now. You'll save even more. Here's the number, 877-64-BIBLE. That's 877-64-BIBLE, 877-64. The Joe Cunningham Show has a new start time. That's right. Hey, everybody, it's me, Joe Cunningham, and I want you to join me every weekday at 5 p.m. here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. All of the news and analysis that's important to you right here in Acadiana, be it local, state, or national, Going to have that for you during your evening drive every day from 5 to 6 p.m. The Joe Cunningham Show right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Bikers Against Child Abuse empowers children to not feel afraid of the world in which they live. For more information, visit BacaWorld.org. Our helpline is 866-885-9474. BACA, breaking the chains of abuse. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show here across the state of Louisiana. Moon Graffon out today. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, should be back tomorrow. Um, he had a little family mercy to deal with. So those of you who are tuning in, hoping to hear Moon, he'll be, he, sh- he says he should be back tomorrow. Uh, but we will keep you updated on all that, obviously. Thanks again to my colleague, Brandon Morse. From redstate.com joining me uh, in the last segment. Uh, thrilled to have him on. Now we've got another guest on here to start off the second hour, and that's Scott McKay at the Hayride. Scott, how are you today? Howdy, Joe. How's it going? Oh, it's going. Glad to, glad to talk to you. There's, there's, it, it seems like we're not getting a whole lot of news because, I mean, we're, we're in this weird transition period where one governor's about to step out, one's about to come in. Um, Jeff Landry really hasn't done a whole lot to piss off the state media yet. So they're spending all of their time <laughs> trying to rehab the image of, of John Bell Edwards. And, and I know you wrote about this late last week. It's, it, it's really very predictable that the scribes of the John Bell Edwards administration are now writing these, these pieces about his legacy and all that. But what legacy does John Bell Edwards really have to brag on other than maybe the destruction of his own party here in the state, not unlike Barack Obama nationally? Well, yeah, that's what that's what I wrote late last week is 
Uh, you just saw John Bell Edwards' legacy, <laughs> right? You saw it in October and you saw yeah. it in November where Democrats lost every single election they could lose um, because nobody, even their own, especially their own people who don't turn out to vote anymore. Um, yeah, but nobody believes in any of this stuff, yeah. right? I mean, you've, you've gotten to the point where you're going to have uh, one white Democrat in the Senate Mm -hmm. You're going to have five in the House. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, I think it's going to be four because the, you know, the rumor is that Chad Brown, uh, who represents Iberville Parish, uh, is going to take a job at the state insurance department. Mm -hmm. And when he goes, that seat will either go to a black Democrat or to a Republican. Mm -hmm. uh, but it almost certainly won't be a white Democrat that takes over. So you're going to have a handful of these people, like five out of 144 in the legislature. Yeah. You'll have Foster Campbell in, uh, at the PSC, mm -hmm. no statewides, and, and that'll basically be it. Um, and you know, I, the party party primaries are coming. I think you know from all of the legislators that I've talked to about that. I think that that is going to come this year. I know it's a priority for uh, Governor Elect Landry to make that happen. Mm -hmm. um, and when that happens, um, you know, every district where a Democrat can win an election is going to be uh, there's going to be a, a black Democrat that wins the Democrat primary. It, it, um, and that's it. I mean, you're, you're going to have a white party and a black party. Uh, and actually, I think when you get to that point, it'll probably be um, better for the state mm -hmm. because there's no particular reason why uh, Republicans and members of the black caucus can't cut deals. Yeah. You see, that like in others, like in Tennessee, for example, yeah. there's very few white Republicans left in their legislature, mm -hmm. and they have party primaries, and it's all conservatives on the Republican side that get elected to the legislature, and it's almost exclusively blacks who get elected on the Democrat side, mm -hmm. and those guys tend to make deals, yeah. and that you know they pass legislation and make really good policy, and yes, there's a lot of you know, taking to the floor of the legislature and and hemming and hawing and caterwauling and making a big stink about this or that. But at the end of the day, the vast majority of that, those, that legislature and others like it around the South, they get things done. So, I, like, I think that's actually a bright future. Mm -hmm. And it's because people like John Bell Edwards have completely discredited themselves that we have the ability to, to, to get there. I, I think it's extraordinary just white Democrats held the reins of the party for so long and black Democrats ha have talked about it for years, but haven't really been able to get the reins of power back for themselves and their constituents. Again, one third of the state's voting population is black. Two thirds of the Democrat party's voting population is black it seems like a no-brainer that there should be more black representation in the Democratic Party, but you never saw it. And in fact, the, the current leader of the Louisiana Democratic Party is alleged to have told Gary Chambers, well, a, a, a black candidate can't win statewide, and which is just an incredible, uh, an incredible statement to make when that is a, a majority of your party that you think you can't bring your party together to make something like that happen. 
Well, look, that uh, that narrative mm-hmm. has been that has been the reason the white Democrats and particularly this is like trial lawyer yeah. money, generally speaking, yeah. that we're talking about here. Um, they have been telling the black majority of their party mm-hmm. for you know decades. Hey, you have got to have, let us be at the top of the ticket because we can win and you can't. And there, look, there's a little bit of truth to that, right? When you mm-hmm. go back to when Cleo Fields ran for governor, when you know Bill Jefferson ran for governor, and they got beat. 65 to 35 you go look at um uh gwen collins green up you know running uh mm-hmm. uh for secretary of state and she gets beat 60 40 like there is a ceiling that black democrats uh uh you know hit and it's 35 or 40 percent of the vote generally speaking yeah i don't think that it's because necessarily that you know they, they're black and they can't get above 50 I think it's because they're Democrats and they can't get above 50. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only Democrats who have, you know, in the last, what, 20 years or so, who've been able to win statewide elections, you're talking about Mary Landrew and uh, John Bell Edwards. And both of them essentially ran as Republican light. Mm -hmm. Whether they govern that way or not is a totally separate question, right? But you know they they went out of their way to appeal to republican voters as acceptable alternatives to republicans um and and that you know they managed to make that work although at this point i think that's a dead letter because you don't even see anybody try to do that anymore right. um you know but so but this is the argument right it's like you have to let us uh handle the top of the ticket and the reason why I think that's over and why I don't think black Democrats are going to put up with it anymore is that, you know, there's there's a bit of patronage that you can give out uh, as a political candidate. Right. It's, you know, on the Democrat side, you know, there's union money that's going to come in and there's some national Democrat money that will come in. And if, you know, if you're the candidate, you get to hire your consultants and you get to hire your campaign people and so forth. Uh, whereas if it's a Katie Bernhard, John Bell Edwards type that, uh, you know, heads up the ticket, they're, you know, them and, and their consultants are the ones that are going to make the decisions as to who gets paid what. Um, and at this point, if the Democrats can't win elections, then obviously the group of people that are better than 60% of the party mm-hmm. should be the ones controlling who gets that patronage. And that, I think, is going to be the reason why when party primaries are brought up in the legislature next spring, mm-hmm. you're going to see the Legislative Black Caucus support it, I which think, is something that will probably re- be remarked on. That, oh, that's, you know, that's an upset that they would be for that. It's like, no, they're looking out for their own interests, and mm-hmm. they probably should have taken over that party years ago. I. And I think what's really interesting, if you want to you want to make the the argument that it's about a, a person of color can't win state right statewide. I mean, you turn around, then you look at, you know, Bobby Jindal, uh, person right. of color is able to win as a Republican statewide. It's clearly more about the party than it is about the, the skin tone of the person. But you mentioned Gwen Collins Greenup. I think she's a fascinating case study. Here is somebody who was unknown across the state and for an unknown black candidate in a party that 
did not really run many black candidates in statewide races. She did fairly well all three times she ran, but there were no party resources that ever really went toward her. There was there was certainly no uh, party unity behind her. There, there was no, we should get behind a person. We should make a push for these statewide seats. They were just like, hey, here's our candidate. And they almost, I hate to say it, but they almost treat her kind of like that token candidate. Well, you know, yeah. Um, and if you'll recall, the first time she ran, uh, there was a white Democrat who was super qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Collins Greenup edged her out into the runoff and then proceeded to get pounded by Kyle Ardwin. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, in other words, this narrative that they've been pushing on the Democrat side, it, it, like, it isn't altogether untrue. What's untrue about it mm-hmm. is that the white Democrat can actually win, right? Mm-hmm. Because of late, they don't, right? And now they're not even trying anymore. Um, so, you know, like, that's sort of the, uh, the the funny thing about all this is, and then the other piece to it is this. Uh, if I'm a black Democrat and I look over the eight years of John Bell Edwards, when the state has been absolutely moribund economically when crime particularly in black neighborhoods and cities across the state has absolutely run uh completely riot to the point where law-abiding people are not safe in their own homes Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean like a stray bullet comes through your window and kills your kid that's how bad it is yeah uh in places like north baton rouge or you know parts of orleans parish or or you know elsewhere um, and so it's like, well, what do we even have to show for people who have D's next to their name winning and purporting to govern with our interests in mind? Uh, and the answer is, well, you don't have any jobs. You don't have safe streets. Your infrastructure is a disaster mm-hmm. um, and all the rest of it. And so I think that's the reason, for example, that turnout in Orleans Parish, which is the highest concentration of black Democrat voters in Louisiana, Mm -hmm. was abysmal in both October and November because nobody actually believes this stuff anymore. And if you listen to, you know, muckety mucks on the Democrat side complain about uh, voter turnout, uh, one of the things that you hear him say is as well, you know, there wasn't enough money put into a get out the vote operation. In other words, our people won't show up to vote unless they get paid. Mm-hmm. You know, and the answer to that is, well, yeah, because your governance doesn't work and they don't believe in you. So the only way you are going to get them to come out and vote is to pay them. And that depends on national money because, you know, anybody who makes money in Louisiana looks at the Democrat Party and says, these guys are insane. Right. Like, I'm not going to give money to somebody that wants to trans my kid or uh, or, you know, coddle criminals um, or, you know, raise taxes beyond what they already are or whatever. Yeah. So I like that whole the whole project has fallen apart. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that they're going to be players much in on the scene, uh, you know, in the next foreseeable future, I guess. And the real question is, is what does the Republican Party start to look like in Louisiana when all of these kind of trial lawyer, white Democrat type people that, you know, the John Bro Democrats 
uh, all fully migrate over to the GOP? Do they take over the Republican Party and uh, and essentially ruin the brand, or you know, are, are they kind of stuck in the wilderness and they they have to do what conservatives say? We'll see. We will. All right, Scott McKay, do you have time for one more segment? Sure. All right, let's. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Then we will be back in just a moment here on the Moon Gravon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in. Moon hoping to be back tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, we'll take this break. Be back with more. Folks, you hear me brag about a new advertisement. South Star Urgent Care is the name you need to know. Listen, you, you look up, you're in the middle of the night, you're looking, God, where do we go? South Star Urgent Care. They open on weekends, they open at night, they can get you taken care of. If, you got, if you're sick, if you're feeling bad, maybe you coughing, dehydrated, fever, flu, fractures, South Star Urgent Care wants to service you, and they're going to treat you like you want to be treated. They're going to get you in, get you out. You're not going to sit in a dark waiting room for a bunch of times. South Star Urgent Care. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. You know you can register before you go and set your appointment. Hey, it's really cool. These folks at South, South Star greet you with a genuine smile and make you feel very comfortable. Folks, you're looking for the perfect urgent care? It's South Star Urgent Care. Go to southstarmoon.com, southstarmoon.com. South Star Urgent Care. It's the urgent care you need. Go to SoftStarMoon.com, SoftStarMoon.com. As parents, we have a lot to be proud of. Our kids are smart, talented, and dedicated, but all of them are at risk. One in three Louisiana high school students use e-cigarettes, and every day, more teens struggle with vape-related problems like nicotine addiction and lung damage. The time to talk to your teen is now, and we can help. Get vaping facts, talking tips, and quitting resources at BehindTheHazeLA.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Department of Justice. This is Secretary of State-elect Nancy Landry. St. Luke wrote that upon Christ's birth, the heavenly host sang, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. While we enjoy time with our families and friends, let us never forget the true meaning of Christmas, celebrating the arrival of the Prince of Peace and King of Kings. This is Secretary of State-elect Nancy Landry wishing you and your loved ones a safe and merry Christmas and a blessed new year. This is a special one. I'm Shanola Hampton. Every day, millions of people face hunger. Today, I will share with you some of their experiences. I'm stuck between paying for medications or paying for food. John from Maine. After paying my bills, I can buy groceries. It's sad to say, food comes last. Alice from Oregon. I thought pantries were for less fortunate people. But anybody could be less fortunate in a day or even a second. Claire from Virginia. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. No one should have to worry where their next meal will come from. Together, we can end hunger. Learn more at feedingamerica.org.
Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon across the state of Louisiana this morning. Glad to be with y'all. We've got uh, my buddy Scott McKay from the Hayride is joining us, and we're just kind of talking about the state of the Democratic Party, or in some cases, lack thereof. I, the, the future of the Democratic Party, I think, is so bizarre and interesting uh, as we go forward. But this last, this last election cycle has, has pretty much confirmed the, the Democratic Party as it has been for the last several decades, pretty much seems to be dead. And now they're, they're kind of going through a leadership fight right now. Scott, what, what is, from your observation, what's kind of the lay of the land there for the Democrats? Well, you know, it's this chairmanship fight that they're going to have at their next meeting. And I'm not sure which, I think it's February is, is when this thing is going to be called, mm-hmm. um, you know, Katie Bernhardt, who represents the, status quo um, within that party uh, is almost certainly going to get turned out. Um, you know, and, and <laughs> it wasn't so much the uh, the gubernatorial election this past year uh, that or this year that, that killed her. I think it was last year yeah. uh, when she went around uh, and, you know, hit up everybody she could to find a uh, white Democrat for the party to get behind and they settled on an airline pilot that had never run for anything. Luke Nixon. And you know, an airline pilot is like the worst job possible for somebody to use as a springboard to run for office. Cause you're not even home, right? Like you spend five days a week in airport hotels. So you meet nobody and they decided they're going to run this guy for the U S Senate. And he ended up getting 13% while Gary chambers <laughs> who got mad that they didn't go talk to any black politicians before they made the decision for Nixon. Like he got in the race and he got 18%. Yeah. Um, And I think that the question is, is whether that's the future of that party, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you have, you know, two, two real, like really two parties within one, which is sort of, you know, the white Democrat liberals versus black Democrats, uh, you know, while Republicans go out and, you know, take 65% of the vote. You saw a little bit of that in the gubernatorial election yeah. with Sean Wilson being sort of the, uh, the, the, the Democrat party. But then here was Hunter Lundy who ran as he ran as an independent, but essentially he was running representing white Democrats. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the question is, do you have that? Uh, or, you know, does it just completely go over and it's a black dominated party? And from a chairmanship standpoint, that you're going to see that it's either going to be Randall Gaines or it's going to be Devontae Lewis who take over as the chair of that party. Either way, you're going to get sort of Van Jones leftism. Yeah. Um, which is going to run off all of these kind of like Hunter Lundy type voters, like these maybe older, fairly well-established white Democrats who, you know, used to vote for the John Bros and Edwin Edwards of the world. Yeah. And now like have no political home at all. All right, Scott, Uh, real quick. Those are the ones that will probably come over. All right. We're, we're just about out of time. 20 seconds. You've got a book out. Where can they go to get the book? What is it? And just how important is it? Racism, Revenge, and Ruin, It's All Obama is the name of the book. Uh, it's available everywhere books are sold and makes a great Christmas present. And if you order on Amazon, you can get it now. It's about what has happened to America over the last 16 years and how you didn't vote for that, but it's been done to you and who did it. 
All right, Scott McKay, thank you very much. Go check him out, thehayride.com as well. We're going to take this break. We'll be back in just a moment here on the Moon Graffon Show. Uh, this is John Kennedy, my wife, Becky, my son, Preston, and I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I know Louisiana's been through a lot of trials over the last year, but we are not beaten and we are not forgotten. Uh, Christmas reminds all of us that God sent his son Jesus into the world because he loves us, and we will celebrate him on the 25th. I hope this holiday season brings you joy and brings you hope for the new year. God bless you, God bless Louisiana, and God bless America. Paid for by John Kennedy for us. At the holidays, I use Cane River Pecan Company gifts to thank my loyal sponsors. Cane River Pecan Company is family-owned, Louisiana company since 1969, and features the premier selection of gourmet pecans in the South. Visit CaneRiverPecan.com and see why pecan gifts are the perfect way to strengthen business relationships and recognize loyal customers. Call toll-free 800-293-8710. Again, the number is 800-293-8710, and ask to have a free catalog sent to you or visit them online at CaneRiverPecans.com. Do what Moon does. That's me. Get pecans from Cane River Pecan Company. Once again, call toll-free 1-800-293-8710. 1-800-293-8710. Hey, I've been doing this for many, many years. Send Cane River Pecan. They'll never forget you. CaneRiverPecans.com. Oh, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh, Every day, right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks, oh, they're good. Nothing is... This hour of the Moon Griffon Show brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Every time the music comes back, I wonder if I should try how y'all are. But I'm not going to do it. I'm not Moon Grafon. I'm Joe Cunningham. Moon will be back hopefully tomorrow. Uh, he's got some stuff to take care of today. In the meantime, you can call in 844-766-6607. The Matthew James Wealth and Tax Management Hotline if you want to be part of the conversation. And in fact, let's go to the phone lines now. We've got Dean from Stonewall on. Dean, how are you this morning? All right, how y'all doing? Doing good. What you got? Well, I was um, one just. I think probably put um, Biden's administration on in perspective. Mm -hmm. If you uh, all you'd have to do is go get that old show uh, from long ago, the Rocky Horror Show. Yes, and, <laughs> and the characters in that. I mean, they all. Okay, you know that's hard. Uh, you know, life uh, imitating art. I mean, the sickos and the perverts and uh, like the <laughs> Surgeon General and, and uh, that sicko that used to steal the suitcase. Oh, my God, yes. Clothes. Yes. Just so sick, psychotic, deranged. 
And, um, you know, and they started like this fad that, you know, about transgenderism. And mm-hmm. I saw a bunch of women on, and it was, they were in California, of course, parading around with their three and four year old children mm-hmm. and talking about this one's coming out as gay. This one wants to transgender, the transition from female to male. And thinking that they were parading around like that, uh, thinking they had like prize heifers or something. It, uh, you know, it's just the sickness of it all. And it's, when I think about that, I think about in the Bible in the old times, how they used to sacrifice their children mm-hmm. to um, false, you know, idols and the like. And when you think if they're willing to mutilate their children like that, and those doctors all be in jail for it, mm-hmm. um, how how far away are we from from that very same thing? It, it's really extraordinary. See, the the thing is, you can probably find most Americans are a little uncomfortable with a lot of it, but most Americans are also very adamant. They want to draw the line of the mutilation of kids. I mean, that's, you just look at the data and and what's out there. When you ask people about it, they're like, I don't think a kid, a child who hasn't even gone through puberty should be getting, you know, gender reassignment surgery. They shouldn't be getting fed a bunch of different hormones. They're really too young to fully grasp what it is they're saying when they say, oh, I want to be a boy or, oh, I want to be a girl. And it's just that kind of level of, it, it really is a level of, of of degeneracy. You talk about the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is a movie I love, degenerate though it may be, because the music is very catchy. But the, the, the level of degeneracy that it takes for a grown person to be parading around in absolutely unacceptable clothing in front of kids and to parade kids around saying they these kids want gender reassignment surgery when they're three and four and five and six years old it's just horrifying dean well i believe it's it's more than that it's just pure evil yeah as if you can grasp the full meaning of that Mm -hmm. and that'll make everybody um, you know, hair stand on end because that's exactly what it is, mm-hmm. and that's and and that's what evil does. Is evil goes in and works very hard to make itself seem normal and make the good seem evil, and so that's what yeah. you're when when people stand up to this sort of thing and say, "I think this is wrong." I think you're sterilizing kids when they can't fully grasp what it is they're saying. When you say that, they make you out to be the evil one when really you're trying to protect children. Because children, they, we, we, children do not have the mental capacity to fully grasp that. Even when they're in their teens, they still don't fully grasp. And I think that's what a lot of people miss. Now, I, I, Dean, I spent uh, just under 10 years in the classroom. I, I worked with and interacted with kids who identified as the other gender. They really had no idea the full scope, the full social and physical consequences that could go into a full-on transition. Well, they seem to live in this illusion created by Hollywood, of course. Yeah. And and they think this is so hip and so cool and, and everything. They don't understand. Once that's done, there's no going back. Right. And they do not. If uh, the, You're seeing more and more of them trying to detransition. But, you know, those girls uh, there that done had their breasts removed and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, guys who had their parts removed and, and all that. And, you know, and now they're sick about it. You know, see, they're, they say the mind, uh, the brain isn't really fully developed until you're probably in your 40s, at least for males. But, yeah. I mean, just the, 
you know, once it's done, you can't go back. And if they would just watch these kids that try to um, to transition back to their biological um, sex, uh, they've just got horror stories about it. It is mm-hmm. pathetic. I wish more of them could see it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Dean, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. If you want to be part of the conversation, 844-766-6607. And, and Dean mentioned part of it is from Hollywood. And yeah, that is a part of it. But also TikTok, uh, social media in general, but TikTok in particular is pushing a lot of these ideas to kids. And part of it is TikTok is an app that is under partial or full control of the Chinese communist government. We don't know just how much, but we know it's there. We know that the, the Chinese company is influencing the algorithm and pushing a lot of things. Case in point, not even the trans stuff, but the army, our, the U.S. armed forces are having a recruiting problem right now because the algorithm is pushing forward these, these recruits who are in the armed services and they're spreading all this negative propaganda about what it's like to be in the army. It's being called a TikTok mutiny of Gen Z soldiers, basically. Uh, these young shoulders ta- uh, soldiers take to the Chinese government, government smartphone app TikTok, and this is written by my buddy Strife at Red State, uh, about vir- uh, to complain about virtually every aspect of their service. Uh, TikTok influencers like specialist Anthony Laster, who, clin- who, who criticizes Army life for having no privacy, the pace sucks, horrible food, and I'm censoring that because he, what he said about the food begins with an S, and I can't say that on the air. Disrespectful leadership and no sleep. Another quote-unquote mutineer is specialist uh, Dana Estrella, who complains about having uh, about being unable to call in sick and maintaining something uh, approximating military uh, bearing. Specialist Itzel Hernandez who seems more interested in setting up a potential OnlyFans site than having anything else sniveling about the inconveniences of deployment to the field. Again, this is written by my buddy Strife, who served in the armed services. So, uh, but, but the point is there. You have these Gen Zers who are in the armed services who are taking to social media apps to complain. I'm not even sure for some of them you can verify that they are actually in the armed services. Uh, but that's part of the thing about being a social media influencer. Um, you can go on there and claim what you want, and you can make a ton of money and a ton of influence off of it. And But a lot of folks are doing it. So the Army is apparently having problems recruiting because a ton of people are scrolling through TikTok and they're seeing these videos, these memes about how crappy uh, life in the armed services is. That That's where we are right now. We We... These... These kids have been pushed by social media to go and complain about these things. And then they turn around and other kids see it. And so they just refuse to join the armed services. We have an armed services problem in the country. The military uh, is not at full capability. The, the current administration doesn't want it to be. This Part of this dates back to Barack Obama. We used to have a policy as, Amer- um, as an American military to uh, to be equipped to be able to fight a war at home and abroad. What Barack Obama's administration did was cut the military enough to where we could only be fighting one war at a time, either at home or abroad. The Biden administration has continued that. The Biden administration has not uh, has not done our armed forces 
really any favors. And now we've got a recruiting problem in the armed forces. We've had uh, permanent wars in the Middle East that we're, we've been going through. We've got all the controversies surrounding the Ukraine conflict, the Israel conflict. Now, there's a recruiting problem in the armed services, and social media is now playing a, a direct impact on that. And again, a lot of it, a lot of it is the younger generations, what they've seen on TV and in movies. My, my buddy Brandon and I were talking about this on the air earlier. Uh, just the messaging that's been pushed out there by Hollywood, by media, and by social media, it's really taking its toll on American life and culture and American society. And, and as society deteriorates, you can easily look back at these things and see where the problems really have begun. And it's kind of mind-blowing when you think about it that a, an app, an app on your phone can be doing so much damage to American national security, we can't recruit people to the armed services because so many social media influencers are out there just trashing the armed services as much as possible. And we've gotten to this point where we no longer have the ability to defend ourselves at home. We no longer have the ability to, to be able to, in case of an international conflict, be able to defend ourselves at home and fight abroad. We don't have the ability to bring the necessary aid and defense of our allies that we really want to. We've got too many people who are complaining about uh, conditions in the armed forces. We have too many people who think America is a failed or failing state that is uh, systemically racist, systemically sexist, uh, xenophobic, uh, is not welcoming of the LGBT community. All of these things, they, all, these, all these young folks believe this because of what Hollywood has taught them, because of what the media has taught them, because of what social media has taught them. Folks, the kids are not all right. And going back to something that Brandon and I were talking about in the 9 o'clock hour, um, a lot of it comes from parenting in moderation, everything in moderation. When it comes, Know what your kids are watching. Know what your kids have on their phone. Know what they're doing on their phone and know what they're being told and what they're being taught. That's one of the reasons Democrats are, are so against people, um, people bringing choice to schools, parents being involved in their kids' schools. They don't want that because they don't want these they don't want parents to be involved. They want kids to continue to feed off this cultural rot. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back to wrap up the statewide show in just a moment. Here on the Moon Graffon Show, Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon back in a moment. tell you about one of my new advertisers, Adapt Concepts AC Service Repairs. Oh, serving all of Acadiana, surrounding areas, and the Gulf of Mexico for over six years. Full-service AC and heating company. Repairs, installation, and preventive maintenance, which is very, very important. Installation service, professional quality services, focus on creating value for you. Terms of certified technician, 24-7 customer service, and free consultation. I'm talking Adapt Concepts. AC service repairs. You want the professionals? You want the best? This is them. Purchase a qualified high-efficient system for maintenance, plus get a free 12-year parts and labor warranty. Wow. Don't you want to know about that? 
Call them at 337-408-8202. That's 337-408-8202. Or go to the website, adapt-ac.com. That's adapt-ac.com. Are the rapidly changing cybersecurity needs of your business keeping you up at night? Our Convergence was founded by two honest men, respected and faithful Louisiana natives over 20 years ago. The passion for excellence and service led to the growth one customer at a time and expanded to the entire Gulf Coast region. Our Convergence has established a long history of being trusted cyber security and advanced technology partners for large enterprise-grade companies, including universities, banks, healthcare providers. Our Convergence also offers the same level of expertise and service to small businesses with no IT staff, none. Give Our Convergence the chance to earn your business by calling them at 1-800-820-9695, 800-820-9695, or by visiting their website, iConvergence.com, iConvergence.com. Let the professionals at iConvergence get you taken care of, and you're going to feel safe from the changing cybersecurity landscape. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon, who will uh, should be back tomorrow. Again, I want to give a shout-out to uh, my buddy Brandon Morse at Red State, uh, senior editor with me over there. I, You know, you want to catch some of the best conservative news and opinion of the day, redstate.com. I don't push it enough whenever I'm filling in for Moon. I, I feel like I should be doing that more. Uh, I write over there. Uh, I, I you know, try to write op-eds daily over there. Um, sometimes it gets busy. Like if I have to come fill in for a minute, I don't have time to write in the mornings. But uh, lots of great stuff over there. I've been citing my friends uh, throughout the morning. They, they do a phenomenal job, my colleagues over there. I want to give a shout-out also uh, to Scott McKay of the Hayride for joining this morning as well. Also, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Christian Harmony Church in the Trishell community of Louisiana. I Joined them for a service yesterday morning. Uh, went with family. Uh, beautiful little church right there in the country, in, in the Trishell community of of Louisiana. So if any of y'all are listening, I was glad to be at y'all's service yesterday. The, the singing was phenomenal. Uh, and just glad to, I think it's really important, uh, especially this time. I mean, we should be going to church every Sunday. It's obviously, you know, one of the things that we're told to do. But uh this time of year, being with family, this time of year and, and attending church service is super, super important. Before we wrap up the statewide show, um, you know, Christmas is in a week. And we have, uh, we have, we, we think about this time of year. Um, you know, I, I just had the conversation about the true identity of Santa Claus. Let me just say that with my oldest. And uh, one of the things that that I think is is so important to remember is that, you know, beyond the gift giving and all that, all the kind of secular stuff about Christmas is remembering that, you know, this time of year is about the gift that was given to us. And that is, you know, Jesus Christ. And I'm, I'm not a super evangelical person. I don't usually get very religious in fact, they tell you in radio not to get super religious, not to get super evangelical. 
Uh, but this is one of the most important times of the year for anybody of the Christian faith. So I just wanted to take a couple minutes and say this. We've talked a lot about kind of the secular community, Hollywood, what the left is pushing, the, the woke crowds, all the stuff that they're pushing, all the stuff that's, that's meant to break us away from these cultural norms that we've had for generations. And that there's a lot of bait and switch that goes on. Okay, well, there's the separation of church and state in the Constitution. No, there isn't. There is no separation of church and state in the Constitution. Um, what the left does is the left takes the idea that there is no state religion, meaning that the, the U.S. government cannot say that the official religion of the United States is Christianity, whether it's Baptist, Catholic, whatever. Um, and they've taken that, they've twisted that because that's, that's what they do. They twist it into claiming that you can't practice your religion publicly. And that's not the case at all. But they want to push this stuff out of the public square. And the, the, when you push this out of the public square, it leaves room for the type of stuff that they push. The type of stuff that you have to have this moral uh, void in order to fill it up with this stuff. The LGBT stuff, the, the, the super woke uh, trans stuff. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm probably, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not probably, I know I'm not one of the most conservative when it comes to LGBT stuff. But there's a difference between being accepting of it and being forced to accept something, to be forced to allow something to happen. And that's where the left crosses the line all the time. And it's not just on the LGBT stuff. It's on all sorts of things. We open the show talking about the border stuff. The left will push this idea that you are a racist, horrible, xenophobic person if you want some sort of constraints on immigration coming into the country. It's a matter of basic national security and basic safety for American citizens to not want a porous open border. But they twist it to make it seem like it's something it's not. There is truth in the world. There are universal truths. There is such thing as good and evil. In this time of year, we have to remember that what's good is what happened a couple thousand years ago. And... The left also tries to push that out and say it's not real and never happened. There's plenty of evidence. It's one of the most documented time periods in history. It caused a significant worldwide revolution as far as religion goes. The birth of this one person, Jesus of Nazareth, whose life became the flashpoint for a major global movement that spread a like wildfire throughout the civilized world to the four corners of the earth. And they treat that as e as evil and that it was, it's the basis of modern colonialism and everything like that. There is nothing evil about welcoming the son of God into the world. There's nothing evil about using that as the basis for your own morality and faith, but they push so hard 
they push so hard and, and, and they, they try to make so defiantly stand against Christianity. And what they really don't, what they're really standing against, they're standing against morality. They don't like morality because they don't like rules. They don't like that you can set rules and say that certain behaviors are banned. They hate that kind of thing. Anyway, sorry to get preachy. That's just kind of the message this time of year. One week, it is Christmas. You guys celebrate with your families, celebrate with your loved ones. It's one of the most magical times of the year. And it reminds us that the greatest gift that was given to us is still as relevant today as it was 2,000 years ago. You guys have a great one. Those of you who are local, you can stick around. You can go to moongrafon.com. You can catch the live stream there and catch the third hour as well. Lots more on the way. Uh, Shout out to Moon and his family. Hopefully he'll be back tomorrow, but do say a prayer for his family. They've got some stuff there. Their uh, little family emergency that came up. So uh, say a prayer for Moon and his family. Hopefully he'll be back tomorrow. This is Joe Cunningham signing off. Moon Graffon Show returns tomorrow, 9 a.m. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. support for Israel. Lisa Brady, Fox News. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin holding a joint news conference with Israel's defense chief. Israel has been profoundly changed from where you were on October 6th. So I'm here with a clear message. America's support for Israel's security is unshakable. Though Austin also says the U.S. will keep urging protection of civilians as well. The two also discussing transitions and warfare to lower intensity. Austin also says the U.S. will convene a virtual meeting of regional defense ministers tomorrow to discuss Red Sea attacks by Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen. President Biden's job approval hits an all-time low when it just released Monmouth University poll at 34 percent, and only three in ten Americans say he's giving enough attention to issues most important to them. More than two-thirds disapprove of his performance on immigration and inflation. Asked last night about trailing former President Trump in recent polls, President Biden was defiant. They're the wrong polls, he said. But privately, the Washington Post reports the president is frustrated with lagging support. The paper says President Biden complained to aides last month about his economic message not improving public opinion despite falling unemployment. Biden campaign officials have told supporters polls at this stage are not predictive and believe polls will improve for the president once the race becomes a clear choice between Biden and Trump. Fox's Jared Halpern in Washington. Most large scale federal construction projects will now require labor agreements. That means contractors, subcontractors and unions negotiating set terms. The administration announcing a final rule implementing an executive order. President Biden says it'll keep projects moving faster, give taxpayers better bang for their buck and offer security for the workers. America is listening to Fox News. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. 
For many families, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the member satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. MediShare is a proven thing, too, for over 30 years. It's a Christian community of more than 400,000 members. And here's the thing. If you join before December 30th and you mention the promo code SHARE, you'll get another 10% off all of 2024. That's 12 months of savings. So I'll give you the number here in a second, but call. You'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is December 30th. So call now. You'll save even more. Here's the number, 877-64-BIBLE. That's 877-64-BIBLE, 877-64-BIBLE. A tuberculosis scare at schools in the Las Vegas area after a recent visit to multiple locations by someone with TB. The Southern Nevada Health District says a person with tuberculosis visited 26 schools recently. No contacts were identified at eight of them. Individual notifications went out to people at 17 of the campuses, and one elementary school was notified of a broad exposure. Haley Blake is the communicable disease supervisor at the district, and she told Fox 5 Vegas. The next steps are continuing to notify those people who actually do need testing because they have been exposed and that's something that's ongoing right now. There's no information on who this person was or why they visited so many schools in such a short period of time. TB is spread through the air. It is treatable. Symptoms include cough, weakness, fatigue, and fever. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. A turning point for the Catholic Church as Pope Francis approves blessings for same-sex couples, though he's emphasizing not the sacrament of marriage. It's called Declaration of Fiducia Supplicants. It's basically how Pope Francis is reconciling the church's doctrine on marriage, which the church still recognizes as only between a man and a woman, with being caring and loving to people in same-sex relationships. Pope Francis has approved allowing priests to bless same-sex couples, saying that people should not be, quote, uh, subject to, quote, exhaustive moral analysis in order to receive the blessing. Now, the directive is in response to questions submitted by German cardinals regarding the blessings of same-sex couples and people who are in what the church considers irregular relationships. Fox's Lauren Green. X becomes the first tech company to face an investigation under Europe's new regulations designed to clean up social media and protect people from toxic content. The probe announced today will include whether X did enough to curb the spread of illegal content. Stocks are higher. Right now, the Dow is up about 62 points. I'm Lisa Brady. This is Fox News. The holiday season is right around the corner. Give the gift that's hard to wrap but easy to give. Give them a steal. Visit your local steal dealer or go to stealusa.com forward slash gift guide. 